When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more pitching podcast from PitchList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 13th, and yes, we're going to talk about baseball. I'm so sorry for the lack of podcast yesterday, but as you can probably tell, my voice isn't quite back yet, and I needed a day of rest for it. It's so annoying. I think I figured out why it has been happening. Uh, this is the second time in like three weeks, and uh, we're going to be good moving forward, but we got to talk about yesterday and today, uh, today and tomorrow's games. We have Alan Winans uh, going against the Mets. Uh, he destroyed it. He is Mike Soroka if Mike Soroka was really good. And back to normal. Seven innings, zero runs, four hits, two walks, nine Ks. I watched a lot of this one. I really just dig what Winans does. I know it's a it's a sinker at 90 miles per hour, but he moves it in and out well. Had a 42% O swing, uh, 50% CSW on that. The changeup earned whiffs. The slider was consistent at 42% CSW. Through a ton of strikes. This is exactly what you want to see for a guy pitching for Atlanta, where he's going to be going to six innings constantly with that amazing offense, hopefully getting him a win. Um, it's a solid, solid defense behind him, too. It's just a really good starter that would be in place of Yanni Chirinos if he does stick around past being this 27th man uh, for this doubleheader. And I think they I think Atlanta would do this. Um, he obviously deserves it. Um, he's better than Yanni Chirinos. So definitely keep that in mind because that would be the Giants after uh, in his next start later this week. Uh, George Kirby against Baltimore destroyed seven strikeouts, complete game shutout here. Uh, even though they lost in extras, which is so frustrating, so no win. Uh, but the slider did not return. Zero out of ten whiffs. Ninety percent strikes, but zero out of ten whiffs. Very frustrating to see that. Still, Kirby's fastball is just that good, and I'm really excited for him for next year because I do think he's going to get better with those secondaries. And he was really good with this, and he's a great innings guy. And even with the lack of massive strikeout rate, it's about 170 strikeouts this year, which is still very, very good. Sure, it's not like 230 or something like that we see from other guys that hint at 200 frames. But still, that is productive, and I think that can go up in future years. Spencer Strider ace is going to ace even when he wasn't at his peak. Uh, I gave it back to Zach Gallen. Um, because the second straight start, we're seeing the four-seamer and curveball dominate, and this was against a good Padres offense. This is the guy that we know, so Ace is going to ace there. Also, Ace is going to ace, getting awarded to Pablo Lopez, six innings, zero in runs, four hits, one walk, seven case. He has a 2-5 ERA, a 101 whip, and a 31% strikeout rate across his last nine starts. He had a 49% CSW on his four-seamer across the 34th round. It's so nice. Pablo Lopez is an ace, and you all know it if you have him on your teams. Same with Sandy Alcantara, however... I know, look, nine innings, one and run, five hits, two walks, 10 Ks. It is his third out of four starts of going at least eight innings, second of nine, which is crazy. He also came out after the eighth inning after throwing over 100 pitches prior, and they still just let him do it. The reason I'm not going to give it to him is because now he gets a real test with the Dodgers, Padres, and Rays up next. And he faced the Rangers last time out. It was four and runs in six innings. So I want to see, like, if he absolutely just dominates the Padres, fine. But I feel like this might be a little bit rough, and it's so annoying because we all know that Alcantara is at his peak. We know what he can do. You're going to start him in these. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's I just can't give him the aces going to ace before this amazing, amazing run. 
Um, we have a bullpen game for the uh, the Rays, so whatever. You have Cole Irvin doing actually really well against the Mariners. Really good pitch locations. He had 0 over 22 uh, CSW in the change, but 12 strikes on it as it earned foul balls and outs. And that was good because then it opened the door for the four-seamer and cutter to go 10 over 35 whiffs combined. So really good stuff. He was only at 67 pitches here against the Mariners. And I imagine he can go 70 plus, 75 plus pitches against the Athletics next, and that's pretty cool. Uh, Matt Manning survived against the, the Red Sox of zero and runs and 5.1 innings, but it was one strikeout on three walks, and this was a blame it on the Red Sox. The fastball's at 94, not 95, and the slider's not amazing, and whatever. Tony Gonsolin was a Toby against Rocky Road. That's normal. He gets the uh, you know, the Marlins next. That's fine. Jose Quintana looks great. He pitched really well against Atlanta here. One and run in six innings. Command is fantastic. Four-seamer separation from his changeup in his uh, sinker is incredible. The, cur- the curve actually wasn't at its peak. It doesn't matter. It was a mistake. You know, it wasn't a mistake pitch constantly. So I love Quintana right now. I'm very, very in on starting him moving forward. Gavin Williams had 19 whiffs against the Rays. 10 Ks again. This is insane. Um, right when I demoted him a bit, right? I lowered him on the list. <laughs> and this is what he does. I said, do not start against the Jays. And now two straight Jays in race. He just destroys them. Four-seamer had a ridiculous 5.6 PLV. You don't really see that on four-seamers. You might see that sometimes with like sliders and stuff. But four-seamers are just generally rated a little bit worse. And it didn't matter. Uh, the secondary still need work, surprisingly, but I don't care because it's just such a good four-seamer right now, and I'm going to be very in on Gavin Williams as I think those breaking balls do get better over time. Generally, that's what we see from young guys. Uh, we have Luis Medina doing okay against the Nationals, but not really that great as he had a slider. That was like five whiffs and not really the big one. Uh, Orioles are next. I do want to go for that, but if he looks really good with that, then it's the Royals and Mariners after, so okay. Andrew Heaney was limited to 1.1 innings and 40 pitches because he actually was ill, and they knew that, and they were quick on the hook because of that, so whatever. We ignore this. Uh, he gets the Brewers next, and it's the same old Cherry Bomb Heaney, so he'll be questionable there. JB France came through against the Angels. That's nice. Got a win. Really good to see that he was pitching a ceiling. Not a bad start against the Mariners. Uh, moving forward, I, it's probably going to be questionable. Not really one I have to do, but there is a good win chance for that one, so that's cool. Jake Irvin did well against Oakland. It was at 95, which is still good. Not 96, but 95. At least it's not 93, 94. And the curve did well. It's 70% strikes, 33% CSW. I just want to see more. Like I need to see something actually really, really good in the secondary department for me to get excited about Jake Irvin. But this was against the, the Athletic. 6.2 innings of two and runs, seven hits, zero walks, six Ks. That's sneaky value there uh, with Jake Irvin. Not a win because it's the Nationals. But uh, but still, there's there's something there. I think it's just he needs one more piece of the puzzle, and I think next year I might get really excited about Jake Irvin if there is a slider that's all of a sudden game with or something on top of all of this. Then y'all will hate on me because he won't be amazing, even though they'll be like, hey, here's someone that's actually legitimate value and could be sustainable. But then he's gonna have stumbles and everyone's gonna be upset. And yep, that's what always happens, like with Cole Reagans. Uh, so I'm still so so excited about Cole Reagans. Uh, five innings, four and runs, seven hits, four walks, and five Ks. He had 15 whiffs and 31% CSW. He was still really good in this. I mean, there were there were some bats that he just lost, and it was really frustrating. And I think, honestly, he went too far away from the four-seamer and cutter in this one. I think that's the bread and butter that sets up the slider, sets up the changeup, sets up the curve. The curve is more of that surprise pitch here and there. The change and slider are both excellent pitches, but I think he turned a little bit too much to them. I mean, 9 out of 23 whiffs is really hard to deny on the slider. Uh, but a little, maybe a little too much on the changeup, in my view, against the against the Cardinals. And that kind of did him in a little bit. Also, there were some curves that like just didn't go his way. There was a double play ball that was considered a hit, and that's ridiculous. Uh, and I, I still don't understand that one. Um, Two-run shot, whatever. It was, it was a weird, more laborious one. And I do not deny the uh, skills of Reagan still. I love him. I think you have to roster him. Um, and I don't think... I think this is a proper case of... 
you know, I get really excited about a guy for justifiable reasons in my view, especially when they're just not considered whatsoever. And that doesn't mean they're an ace. I mean, they're probably going to stumble like other everyone else. Uh, but I think a lot of guys are seeing this one and just saying like, well, he's not actually good, Nick. What's wrong with you? I'm like, okay, that's that's not what's going on. You know this. You're smart enough to know this. If you're listening to this right now, you know better than to, to act like that. Okay, cool. Brandon uh, Woodruff, ace is going to ace almost against the White Sox. Only two, and I said after three, after the IL. But he looks really good right now. The four seam is great. Secondaries need a little bit more work. Steven Matz was opposite. Cole Reagans uh, against the, Car- the, the, not the Cardinals, for the Cardinals against the Royals. Six innings, two in runs, four zero walks, and five Ks. Everything's looking good here. However, I, uh, you know, met some Pirates next, and then it's the Padres after as a lefty. You don't want to do that one. Uh, we have a lot of others to talk about today, of course, and for today and tomorrow's games. And we'll talk about all those after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? And you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or underdogfantasy in the app store. Sign up with promo code PITCHERLIST and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 year older, 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1 800 Next Step. In New York, call 1 877 8 Hope NY. In Tennessee, call 1 800 889 9789. Johnny Brito followed Michael King, five innings of one run ball, three hits, zero walks, and six Ks, about 70 pitches in this. Really good to see it. 70% CSW on the curve isn't going to stick, though. There is a temptation to start him against the Red Sox next weekend, but I feel like this is the ceiling. He didn't even get a win, but it's still a ceiling, and I just don't really think it's that good. Uh, Jesse Schultz is a very interesting deep play. Is at six innings or more in three straight starts now, three earned runs or fewer in each of those as well. Uh, it's been like one, two, three year in runs. Uh, really good slider, eight over 33 whiffs. He does get course next, so we ignore that, but then he gets athletics after that's cool. Peter Lambert, no thank you. Time and Walker, if you're on that ship, get off of that. Velocity's down to 90-91, and just really just move away from Time on Walker at this point. Justin Steele's been going through a weird patch where he's leaking too much stuff in the middle of the plate now, and it's really annoying. He went against the Jays. He got to use 7K still with 300 runs and 5 innings, and it's a little annoying. I feel you. Rich Hill, 3.1 innings of 300 runs. I wonder if the Padres are going to shift to Nick Martinez taking the rotation spot of Rich Hill whenever they have another arm returning, either that be Waka or Musgrove. Uh, Chris Bassett did well against the Cubs, say for the fourth inning where the first four guys got on base, including a three-run shot to cap it off. It's annoying. Otherwise, he was absolutely dominant. Two other base runners. And there wasn't even an out in that sequence. It's so annoying. Uh, We have Brian Bayo against the Tigers. Really annoying to see that the cutter and the slider each allowed a home run because his best pitches are a sinker in the changeup. So uh, over time, we're going to see those secondaries get better. While the singer and changeup are still good, the singer was a little bit worse than those, but still. Uh, Danny Reyes, poor guy, had to start for the Mets against Atlanta. Like, that wasn't going to go well, so so that stinks. Alex Cobb does not have a splitter back, and he got Texas, so he got rocked. And Tyler Anderson against Houston, seven earned runs, but his, his changeup is still really good. 
So I, uh, you know, you leave him on the wire for the Rays next, but then maybe the Mets and the Athletics. After a while, Cobb you just avoid because he gets Atlanta next, and the splitter has been bad for a good while. Looking forward to today's games. Obviously, you know a lot of this already. It's a little bit too late to go over it now, but uh, Garrett Cole, Freddie Peralta, and Julio Urias are obvious auto starts. Zach Eflin, Logan Webb, Bryce Miller, Sonny Gray, Eduardo Rodriguez, Seth Lugo, Dylan Sees, Kyle Bradish, Tanner Bybee, Yuri Perez, Dane Dunning, Cutter Crawford, and Brandon Williamson are all in that second tier. The reason some of those top names are here is because it's a little bit tougher uh, matchups. And then Cutter Crawford is a stream pick against the Tigers, while Brandon Williamson is here because he was here yesterday, but that is a doubleheader today. So make sure if you had him yesterday, you get him in your lineup today. Questionable start to your is Mitch Keller against the Reds. Uh, also, of course, not going yesterday, going today. Kodai Senga against Atlanta. Oh, boy. Chase Silseth against the Astros is going to be a very interesting start. I don't think the splitter is going to be back and it's the Astros, so I'm not really doing it. Jameson Tyone is on a good roll, but it's the Jays. You have Urquidy against the Angels. Hyunjin Ryu and Ken Waldachuk. I actually, believe it or not, I just picked up Ken Waldachuk. I need five strikeouts and I need a win. And I had nothing to chase here, so uh, I went after Waldachuk. Wish me luck. <laughs> I really like what he did last time with the slider and the fastball. I mean, it's already started, so we'll see. Uh, do not start to your Brandon Fought. I'm watching it. Just getting destroyed on that. I'm going to lose this week. Okay. Brandon Fought, Ranger Suarez, uh, Yanni Chirinos, uh, Luke Weaver, Trevor Williams, Cal Freeland, and Andrew, Jack- Andrew Jackson, because, of course, of yesterday's doubleheader, um, are all in that do not start to your. I'm curious how all of that lands. Uh, we have Tyler Glasnow going tomorrow against the Giants. He's at the top despite the expectation of a lower pitch count, and just because if he's starting, you're going after him against the Giants. Max Fried uh, and Max Scherzer are also up here. And on that order, reverse that. Uh, Framber Valdez and Yu Darvish. I feel like these are all obvious. Probable start to you. You have Grayson Rodriguez against the Padres. A little bit tougher with the Padres, but I think Grayson has just been that good. Brady Singer's uh, slider has been fantastic. And he gets the Mariners. And those the Mariners' bats will be inclined to chase. Even though they've been a lot hotter lately, I don't really believe that for the long haul. Uh, Emerson Hancock's on the other side. I'm streaming him against the Royals. I really liked what he did with the sinker last time, and I think the cutter and changeup are good enough to make this worthwhile. You have J.P. Sears against the Cardinals. He does get a lot of whiffs still. Even if the, the sweeper wasn't as good last time, I'm going with that one. I think that's actually going to be worthwhile, even if you don't get a win. Uh, Miles Michaelis and Merrill Kelly are in that questionable start here. It's kind of cool to see them paired up again, unlike they used to be. But Michaelis gets a much better start against the Athletics, and yet he's just not that, been that good. While Kelly's been great, but he has to head course. So I understand that could work because it's Kelly... But yeah, that's on a fun one. And speaking of bad starts, you have Clark Schmidt or bad matchups against Atlanta. No thank you. Same with Patrick Sandoval as the, the Rangers are going to kill him. <laughs> as uh, it's, just good. it's just not fun. Barrett Braxton Garrett, uh, Chris Flexen, Sean Manigas, Arezzo, and Carlos Carrasco and Quinn Priestor are going against each other. And I just don't believe in either one to do well. All right. That is it for today. Thank you all so much for the support. Sorry again about yesterday. And you can kind of hear the voice uh, is still not there, but I'm getting it back and I know why it wasn't there. I just got to drink a lot more water. All right. That is it. Thank you all so much. Uh, my name is Nick Pollock. I'm here. Babs below and your strikeout's high.